Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to Sharing Socks, taking a look at the week that just has been in Socksdom. I'm uh, Southside Socks duty geezer Lee Allen, and with me, my son, and usually West Coast correspondent, Will, except that we're both West Coast correspondents today because my wife and I are visiting Will and his wife, and we're right in his little studio because he's an actor person and has one of those things. Uh, so we're looking at it. We can actually hit each other rather than just yell at each other during, and we will. during the course of this. Which this is will probably come to blows. A good thing for me. Before we get on to the week of how games went, kind of thing. Obviously, the major news of, of the past week is, and we were recording this on Wednesday, uh, the line drive that Oakland star pitcher Chris Bassett took to the face off the bat of Brian Goodwin. Uh, best we know at this point. Uh, he has broken jaw and, and uh, broken cheekbone. They're not reporting any brain damage, not reporting vision damage, saying that he has 20-20 vision, but things happen after uh, swelling goes down, so we don't really know. And it'll be several days before he has an operation. This has happened before in the major leagues, and I think the most famous one, and the one Will had never heard of because of his age, and nobody except the one listener we have who's older than I am, that would be Tony La Russa, uh, would be familiar with. And that's the case of Herb Score. Herb Score, uh, who ended up pitching with the White Sox, so we have a White Sox tie-in, came up with the Indians and was a phenom. Is it pronounced herb or herb? Uh, it is not a food, so it's herb. Okay, just checking. He came up in 1955, was Rookie of the Year, led the major leagues in strikeouts as a rookie, with more than one strikeout in an inning. Now, nowadays, you have more than one strikeout in an inning. So what? 
1955, you weren't supposed to strike out. It was a real bad mark on your manhood if you struck out. So getting that number of strikeouts in 1955 was phenomenal. He repeated it in 1956. He led the majors in strikeouts again. Then early in 1957, pitching for the Indians, Score was on the mound and got hit by a line drive off the bat of Gil McDougal of the Yankees. And he, too, had broken bones through his face. His vision was originally impacted, uh, but corrected. He got his vision back fully. But he never recovered from it. He came back. He pitched for Cleveland for about a year and a half. They traded him to the Sox for Barry Latman, and he pitched for the White Sox for three years. But he was never Herb score again. And and you have to be my age group to know that Herb score, had that not happened, you'd be saying Cy Young, Sandy Koufax, Bob Feller, Herb score. That's how good he was. He was an absolutely dominating young pitcher that never came back from the injury uh, to the degree before. And we just hope that does not happen to Chris Bassett, former white son. Uh, even though he plays for an opposing team, that, that he is able to a mental part of it comes up. You are obviously a, a little gun shy, probably not consciously, but your body's reacting uh, that way, and it has to affect how you pitch. Will had a teammate uh, when you were on that team that, that uh, played in the Nationals, uh, a guy we picked up kind of toward the end of the season, um, a pitcher, uh, from, I think, West Milton, uh, Ohio, and who was instrumental in making it to the national finals. I think the semifinal game that he pitched, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and beat a team from Florida badly. I mean, they, they couldn't hit him at all. Um, and then he, in playing high school ball, uh, got a line drive to the face and just was shattered, not just emotionally, but his full face was shattered. And so and I don't know that he ever, he certainly never went on to... Uh, you know, pitching greatness or anything, but we don't know that would have been the case. I'd say for me, uh, you know, I did a lot of pitching, especially my senior year, and there's nothing more terrifying than when somebody cracks one up the middle. Because, I mean, obviously we didn't have exit velas around, you know, usually around 100 or 110, 115, like some of these pitchers face. But even just off the metal bat in high school coming straight at you, it is absolutely terrifying. And once you have one come close, you do alter your release. And whether it's conscious or not, you you catch yourself throwing the ball differently so that you can protect yourself in that scenario. I know for me, uh, the most memorable uh, instance of this is 2012 Brandon McCarthy, another A's pitcher. Note to self, don't pitch for the A's, but uh, he got hit in the head and was actually in critical condition, and they thought maybe it was going to kill him. Um, And then we uh, had the fortune of seeing him pitch again in the pros. I think he came back for the Diamondbacks uh, and pitched again, but they did the uh, padding within his hat, so he had a very intensely padded hat because he didn't get hit in the face and break bones. He got hit right in the head, Uh, so with him it was an issue of brain swelling. Uh, that almost took his life. I'm very, very fortunate that he got to come back. He was great, actually, before he got hit. He came back and was all right, uh, but nothing like what he was before. Um, so it is just, especially 
you know, we talk about all the reasons to change the game so that we're not seeing these exit velocities of 115 miles an hour. If there is one for me, it is that right there. It is that right there. Those pitchers are sitting ducks. When you're talking about being 60 feet away on a ball coming at you that you didn't expect at 105, 106. And and often they don't see. depends on the pitcher. But a lot of pitchers, particularly guys who throw hard, come off the mound. And when they're off the mound, they're not looking at the plate anymore. Uh, And you could actually see it in the the slow-mo of of Bassett on on Tuesday. He's really looking off to the side and then realizes what's happening and does a, a kind of cringe. But he wasn't looking right at the ball when it when it first was coming at him. One of the maybe the greatest hitter I've ever seen, Dick Allen, uh, who played for the White Sox in the early seventies and was absolutely fantastic hitter. I always swear that when he would actually tee one up, you could see the ball go flat <laughs> on this side. Probably not true because it's probably for a thousandth of a second or something. But he absolutely drilled the ball, and he said that he would make an effort not to hit the ball up the middle. He was a line drive hitter. He was not a, you know, a launch angle guy. If he was a launch angle guy, he would hit him 700 feet. But he'd hit these incredible line drives. He said, I would try not to hit it up the middle because I was afraid I'd kill somebody. You know, they've talked about, in the major league level, all levels of baseball, doing something about, like, helmets for pitchers. But the problem, batters are fairly static. You know, batters... Stands and he can yeah. he can look through that that little L thing that comes across the mouth for a pitcher who's got to be able to look in all directions. You got to look back to second base and over to third and over to first, um, and then feel the ball. Uh, presumably, that's a much more difficult question. I think you could probably put an on top of the head helmet like you're talking about padding that, that McCarthy had. Um, but I don't know that you could do anything that would protect what happened to Bassett. Yeah, exactly. Where, where you came down over the face with something because it would just... Yeah, at that point, you're getting into the, the full face mask thing, and you're going to see so much pushback from trying to get pitchers to all wear the face mask. And there's there's really no other solution uh, to this problem. It is just... Very, very dangerous. I bet there are a lot of uh, batters to this day who also make an attempt to never hit the ball up the middle uh, for that very reason. And, you know, it, it affects the batters a lot, too. Brian Goodwin bounced back very nicely from what happened. Um, but it can take a big toll mentally on a batter who hits a ball back at a pitcher like that. It can It can screw you up for a long time if you're – the reason, you know, someone's career has been put in jeopardy, and in some cases their life, life. has been yeah. put in jeopardy. You see it when a ball goes in the stands and hits someone. That players can be pretty tortured Pitchers, by, uh, by back, that. Back before helmets, uh, particularly the cases like Tony Canigliaro, the, the, where he damn near died, but actually came back and played again. Uh, pitchers are, can be really gun-shy. You know, they'll never throw inside again. Oh, yeah. After they cause that level of injury. Yeah. And I mean, you know, a lot of times pitchers know that if they, they w- depending on what spot they're going to hit in the mitt, they know the likelihood of where a ball will go. Uh, but, you know, it's it's totally out of their hands once they let go of that ball. And, 
you know, this is a, a tragic case where someone did get hit, but for each of these, there's hundreds in which it barely misses. You know, it's, it's actually surprising this doesn't happen more often. Um, so Chris, as you're recovering, I'm sure you're one of our listeners. I don't know why all the Oakland A's wouldn't listen to our... Well, he's a uh, former White Sox, so I think all former White Sox players... I don't even remember him being a former White Sox. Oh, it was one of the worst trades ever. It was? It was really, we do a lot of those. It was a really, really bad trade. Who did we get for that one? Was that Samarja or something? Uh, it was one of those kind of trades. Yeah, it may have been the yeah. Samarja. Well, Semyon and Bassett. You want Semyon and Bassett? Sure, here you oh, go. Oh, right. <laughs> Semyon. Yeah, that was whoops. Uh, but, yeah, all the best wishes out there for for Chris Bassett. You know, I, we obviously aren't A's fans, but of all the teams that we play against in the AL, I tend to like the A's the most. I tend to like the A's and the Rays because they make so much out of so little. And yeah. I don't mean the players are so little, but their their resources are small. Their, their fan bases are small. Yeah, they're cheap. But if you can be cheap and really good, that's different from being the Pirates. Um, right. Yeah, I uh, I just always have a respect for them. They find a way most of the time to be somewhat competitive. Uh, they're always a scrappy bunch of guys. Of course, Moneyball sort of turned everyone's focus over to the A's and what they do with, with that uh, ball club. Uh, but I've always liked them. You know, it's always been a situation where if the White Sox aren't in it, at the end, I always would want the A's to be there just because they get no love. You know, they're in this market with the San Francisco Giants. It's very similar sort of to, to a White Cubs, Sox. White Sox scenario. The A's are the White Sox of the Bay Area. Uh, so I've always liked them. So best wishes out to Chris Bassett. Swift recovery. Uh, I'm actually going to be at the Coliseum for A's Astros at the end of September just because I, after all this time off, I had to find a way to boo the Astros, and this is the most convenient. So I'll be driving five and a half hours to go boo the Astros. So if you don't think I'm committed, you're wrong. Yeah. You're, you're crazy. You happen to be on the way to somewhere else. We won't um, moment correct. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and take our break here, and we will come back and uh, talk about some, some White Sox, some White Sox baseball. Let's do it. We'll be right back on Sharing Socks. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to Sharing Socks. I'm West Coast correspondent Will. This is the duty geezer who has invaded the West Coast uninvited. Uh, but we, you know, we're, we're nice people out here. So we've welcomed him in to the studio. And uh, we spent the first half talking about 
uh, yesterday's horrific incident that occurred on the mound. But now we'll talk a little bit more about our White Sox team as we have won uh, the first two against the A's. And uh, two out of three from the trying, Yankees. Trying to sweep, trying to sweep that one today. Uh, no, it's a four game. Trying to sweep that one today tomorrow. and tomorrow. <laughs> uh, let's let's stay with pitching. I mean, we were talking about pitchers in a very unfortunate sense, but let's look in a fortunate sense. You want to talk about Cy Young candidate Ronaldo Lopez? Yes, I presume. Yes, I do. Because I mean, we've all written him off. I certainly have written him off for years. Okay, you can't say we all have written him off because I've said numerous times on this podcast. Ronaldo Lopez is either a Cy Young candidate or the worst pitcher in baseball, and he goes back and forth between the two. We have seen him throw lights out for the White Sox, sandwiched between five games in which he gave up ten runs. So we know that he's got this in him. I'm just shocked to see it come out in in this circumstance because we had thought, oh, maybe we talked about, I think, last time, oh, maybe he needs to be a reliever because there are different mentalities for relievers, and he had started looking really good as a reliever. Uh, And then he comes out, and, you know, they took him out after five innings, but he could have gone more, I'm sure, yesterday, and he looked good. He has looked good several times in a row, and you begin to wonder, I begin to wonder, as – we see some struggles from Dylan Cease, and we see some more struggles from Dallas Keuchel. Whether the number four slide, we've got six weeks to go to figure this out, but whether in those six weeks, the number four slot in the playoffs could be neither Dallas Keuchel You're nor, nor <laughs> Dylan Cease. But Michael Kopech but Michael, is what you're Michael trying Kopech. to say. Michael Kopech would be my, yes. my first choice. Yes. Michael Kopech would, but maybe a Michael Kopech, Reynaldo Lopez combo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the idea. I actually really like Reynaldo Lopez. I think he's mystifying. I can't tell if he's a genius or an idiot. He's one of those guys. Well, he kept his ERA under 14. I just can't get a read on this guy. Yeah, he goes down to AAA. He does everything you're not supposed to do to get back to the big leagues, but we bring him up anyway. And then all of a sudden, he's he's lights out. He's I mean, yesterday, that was not just a quality start, uh, which it was technically. It was a great start. It was, you know, if we... Now, of course, you have to realize that the team he was pitching against after the second inning was devastated. That's absolutely true. However... He's still got them all out. They're still up there swinging. They're still Major League Baseball players. And to see Ronaldo Lopez, I mean, if if the Ronaldo Lopez thing is real, this is a World Series team, and you can't convince me otherwise. If we are going to have a a sixth or seventh starter who can come out of the bullpen and and throw a few innings uh, without giving up runs. Eight of them if the starters get through the yeah. I, I don't know. I, I still think Lance Lynn is going to be our game one starter. I think Rodon, pending injury, is going to be number two. Giolito's number three. Giolito is likely number three. Oh, he's certainly Though he's making it off. questionable. I think you're looking at Kopech as the number four, just because he's got the nastiest stuff that we've seen. And uh, Keuchel, I... I you know, Keiko's obviously going to make the playoff roster. He's got the experience. Well, you don't need a number five. Let, let's you start don't. With that. You don't. Absolutely. You never use a number five. But for that number four, if it's not Kopech, 
It could be Keuchel. Um, it could be Cease. It could be Lopez. I think we have a spoil of riches, actually, in that we have a whole bunch of guys who might be good enough to, to pitch that fourth game. Uh, and that means if we got to throw all four of them in the fourth game, we can. And I think we will. If that's if that's the case, I think first guy go. You warm up. You have two of them ready to go at the beginning of the game. You put the first guy in. Anything happens, he's gone. Move on to the second guy. I don't mean one run, but you know if he if he has a big inning, take him out. Move on. Kopech doesn't go well. Take him out. Bring in Dallas Keuchel. He's a total opposite of Kopech in terms of pitching. See how that goes. Keuchel doesn't work out. You bring in Cease. Cease probably won't work out. So then you bring in Lopez. <laughs> Then somehow you've gotten the six innings you need to, <laughs> to get to, to, get to, uh, to, get to Bummer. <laughs> Bummer, Tapera, Cameron Burrell, and... Um, we hope Liam's working Liam, okay. <laughs> you know, he, he did have a nice outing. Oh, he did. Uh, so. He's so, so good when he's good. But when the spider is not working, he really gets hit hard. But, yeah. Now, here's the, here's the question, and, and I think I'll write a whole piece on this in addition just the, to the conversation here. We have two ways to go, and this is this is up to the Hall of Famer baseball person. Do you make it your priority, and you have a very, after we get through these 14 games, an incredibly soft schedule. I mean, you, you end up with things like Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Texas. I mean, it's just, it's a gimme. And the other guys are going to be playing very rough schedules. Right now, it's very tight as to who's going to be the one, two, or three seed. Could go any direction. Any day, it could change, I think. I haven't looked this morning, but I, I think we're third at the moment and we go to Houston to start. Do you make it a priority to try to get the number one seat? Has its advantages. We've talked about this before. It's not as huge as you'd think because in the five, in the two wild card area, the, the five team area, uh, era, uh, seven of the 16 wild cards have actually won their first round against the top seat. So that's not, yeah. yeah. Um, but do you make that a priority or do you make the priority the health of your pitchers, making sure none of because all of them, all of the starting pitchers have had times when they've looked like they're really tired. Yeah. And make it a priority that they don't pitch 120 pitches or they haven't been doing that, but over 100 pitches that, that maybe you build up a couple hundred pitch games toward the end, but you give them some. I don't know, 60, 70 pitch outings in late August, early September. You, you give them a turn that they don't take. That'll vary with the pitcher. Some, I think, would be upset at missing a turn, but they don't go out as hard on that. Do you make that your priority, the condition of the pitchers, or do you make the priority being number one seed? You could get both. You could get neither. But which one are you going to aim for? Healthy pitchers. I agree. Healthy I go for pitchers. the healthy pitchers. The one thought the other way is that the Sox are not a good road team. One game over 500 on the road, that's the worst of any team that has a chance of making the playoffs. Um, Doesn't matter if you don't have pitchers. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. No, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, I would obviously, I would love for us to win the AL. I would love to get the one seed. But if I have to choose every single time, I want healthy pitchers. You're still going to get games at home. You just got to win the one on the road. Uh, I, I definitely think that you have to focus, especially when you're dealing with guys who have not thrown that many innings, who have never thrown over that amount of time, Rodon being the main one. 
Cease has to throw it. Cease, yep. The the key thing, Lopez, if he becomes our guy, mm-hmm. Kopech, of course not. Uh, the key thing is just making sure you have healthy pitchers. You know, the the home field advantage thing's real. Uh, in a lot of ways, I think Bobby Cox uh, had the the famous uh, um, you know post game conference thing that said uh, home field advantage. What home field advantage? <laughs> uh, and I, I think that's true. We saw it in the World Series a couple years ago when the Nationals beat the Astros and the road team won all seven games, uh, which is you know of course an outlier, but. Uh, I, I definitely think when push comes to shove, you have to have a healthy pitching staff. There's no way around and it. Really, we as as Sox fans have moaned and groaned all season about our terrible, terrible injuries, and absolutely true in the outfield, especially uh, losing Madrigal, a bad thing. But I think probably most teams have lost an infielder. You know, oh for sure for, for large parts, if not the entire season. The outfield is was really weird. But we've not had pitching injuries. Lynn missed one turn. Uh, Rodano, missed, uh, Rodano missed one turn, maybe two. Uh, unless it's worse than we think. But as we think right now, it's just a little kind of rest period. A good rest period for yeah. him, really. Um, even a bummer was hurt for a little bit, but not for very long. Um, Jason Fry was out for a long time, but so what? If you're worried about Jason Fry... You don't belong in the playoffs <laughs> anyway. It's, yeah, it's going to happen. That's, that uh, doesn't matter. I mean, Jason Wright, uh, it's been very, very lucky on the pitching side. And some team, I mean, they, <laughs> we're playing the Yankees. They don't have any pitchers left. <laughs> no, they are. <laughs> you know, they were bringing up guys just dragged that, drawing them out of the minors and then throwing them into major league situations of big games. Even the field of dreams, they got a guy there. What was his second game back from the minor leagues where he'd been sent about 14 times? Uh, and they, have, they were devastated. But it's happened to a lot of teams, not quite to that extent, but to a fair extent. I mean, the Red Sox and Chris Sale. Um, who has returned. Who has returned. And, and, and obviously is, pretty good. <laughs> is, their, is their number one starter. when Immediately, when yeah. Um, so we've been very fortunate on pitching. We've got to just... I'm not going to, we got some wood right here. Um, That something doesn't happen in the next six weeks. Yeah. uh, That would eliminate any of them. Because if one of the big three is not ready to go in the playoffs, we're going to really need a breakthrough from Keifel or or Cease or Lopez or (laughs) Kopech. That's the nice thing is we get or, to list off all these names or guys here at Crochet who might come through. <laughs> yeah, Crochet. Crochet, who I think has elastic at the bottom uh, of his pants uh, so that they crimp around his leg like a toddler. And I got to say, for a really tall guy, it's a good, good look. look. It's a good look. The toddler vibe. I'm into it. I'm into it. Gary Crochet in general looks like he's six or seven years old, but just. <laughs> You know, in some movie where it's a seven-year-old who grew to six foot three, uh, that's that's the vibe I get from crochet all around. <laughs> Just the processing you see, the pants, uh, but he makes it work. He makes it work. Um, all right. Well, I think that is about all the time we have for sharing socks this week. Uh, we're both sporting some some new socks hats, as you can see. I've got the uh, 
The Field right, of Dreams can you, logo. Can I turn around here? Yeah. And then uh, you can see this is a custom sharing socks, established 2020 socks hat. My 75th so, birthday uh, present. For a 75th birthday. Happy birthday to the geezer. Uh, and I'm guessing we'll get, just get more gear as the World Series run goes. So I'm looking at the Moncada uh, 42 pound gold chain with his initials and the number 10 on oh, it. And you're suggesting that when your birthday comes up next month, that would be appropriate. Well, my birthday's on the 10th. So, uh, <laughs> getting the 10 chain, not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. One more shout out of good vibes for Chris Bassett. For sure. Uh, we really do hope a very swift recovery, you know, get back out there. You got this dude. Uh, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to sharing socks.